Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon once again as we are every Monday morning, 52 weeks of the year for very nearly 10 years. The only podcast that is there for you, even when there's no rugby on and with no hint of a summer break in sight. We are wall-to-wall rugby. I'm Tim with JB, uh, sock and shoe free, only fans ready. How you doing, JB? Very well, thank you. Very uh, well. And Phil. Hello, Tim. Hello, his, JB. I do like your long pulled up Adidas it, socks. They're okay. I bust I like them, them out occasionally. I like them. Anyone got any views on high tops for, for gym wear? Gym uh, wear, gym wear. I've, I've, not, I've noticed a lot of high tops in the gym recently. Really? I mean, I would, uh, I think a high tops a little bit like football shirts or rugby shirts for that matter. In that they're great either if you're a child or a professional <laughs> athlete. Oh, which one? I mean, I act like a child. I'd love to be a professional athlete. You train like a professional athlete at the moment. Yeah, so why not get some... Uh, yeah, so get tick, some. Do you tick both boxes? Yeah, perfect. Well, it also means you're ready, and Phil's done this before, a brilliant um, Halloween costume oh. as Michael J. Fox from, yeah. from Back to the Future. So you'd Martin be ready for McFly. that. All you need is a red, um, need, yeah. a red gilet and you're away. I think if you, Life preserver. If, if you think about a consumer product more than three times, you, you should buy it. <laughs> that's, that's what I believe. I just think non-stop about Porsche 911s. You should buy one. GT3 you know, I've been thinking about you and your Porsche 911. You deserve one. I do deserve one. You deserve one. <laughs> if only I could afford one. I've got a, I, I've got a drone for that same reason. So it's, do you know what? I'm getting you a drone. One. Have you? A, yeah. a, prof- a good a really, quality a really, one. A really good Not like one. a 15 quid one that you can fly no, around no, no, the room. A really good one. When I was the kid, for, I... for filming, but it's for filming purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, not just being a kid and flying it. It's just for <laughs> filming purposes. So... so on my one of my older podcasts, which we should we need to do again, but we just can't find the time because everyone's really busy. Pilot episodes. Um, well, that's partly because one of the contributors on pilot episodes is like the head of space head, head, of, <laughs> head of space for UK. Yeah, it's kind of important. Like he's busy, you know, uh, and head of RAF rugby. But he's they, got Elon on speed dial. Uh, you want to you want to put another satellite up? All right, let me check. Yeah, fine, <laughs> done. But they love flying drones. They love flying Ooh. drones. They, they do drone racing and, and all sorts. Because I guess being a fighter pilot is just being, being like a big kid that likes toys. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Makes so. sense. This is a rugby podcast, obviously, which we've got plenty to talk about. Uh, if you haven't already, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. That's one way you can show your, your appreciation and help keep the lights on. Another way is by going for some extra content, and we'll have some extra spicy content after this episode on patreon.com slash eggchasers. And you can contact us, contact eggchasers at gmail.com. Although I've got to say... From from what I'm hearing, and I've only just managed to load the email up on my phone, and JB said, don't read any messages. I think it's because, and I'm just going to, before I hand over to JB, I'm just going to say, I think, I just want to put it out there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fake news around. That's there is I've a heard. lot of fake news. <laughs> but, I've double, but unlike the BBC, I've double-sourced this. So. I honestly don't know what's coming, but JB just said, don't read this email so I've not read it but I've seen the name of the person it's from and it's a name I know well and, and you, kn- you know he's um, an honest individual he's well, well, he's well I'm not sure man. about that I, so, ca- I can't be sure about high that high integrity individual well it, this, this email comes down to integrity actually the very serious matter of rugby integrity mm. how some people that claim integrity is important are not always that, in, <laughs> that integral <laughs> in their own personal lives that's what I'd say so Hi all, listening to the most recent podcast where Tim talks about severe sanctions for swearing at the ref when um, uh, swearing at the ref when he was a uh, a youngster reminded me of the following anecdote. Many moons ago, in a previous life, before his stellar media career, Tim was a teacher and rugby coach at a sixth form college in Bristol, where I was lucky enough to be under his tutelage for two years. So far, so good. So, mm. all so checks far, out. so yeah. I mean, checks out. I had a great time at St Brendan's uh, Sixth Form College. I had a really good bunch of lads as well. Have you named? Should, I, should we name the, this person? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just give you a little bit of context. All I know is the name of this individual. He's Mike Cody. Yeah, he was, and hopefully he still plays in some capacity. He was, maybe is. An exceptional inside centre. Really? I always mm. thought. Too late to patch him up now. I, I like, no, no, no. I, so I, I had some. I, I had some players that went on to play pro. Well, I had. You know, I, I was yeah. lucky enough to work with some players that went on to play pro. Redford Pennycook, Chevy Pennycook, uh, James Phillips, who played at Bristol mm. Sale Sharks. Oh yeah. Um, right. So they were all in the team, and I honestly thought Mike Cody. I would have put him up with them. I thought he had the. He had. He had uh, professional potential. Anyway, very good mm. player. Well, okay. So, so far, so good. I was lucky enough to be under his tutelage for two years. At the time, the college had a decent re- reputation and fixture list. Sadly, in my second year, a load of good, good players had left, and we were left with a ragtag bunch. We entered a prestigious sevens tournament full of top private schools to be held at Tim's old stomping ground, Newbury R... Uh, he's spelled that wrong. Newbury RFC. Yeah. Isn't it, um... What... What's, what's his name? What's his name's Newbury? Who's the coach? Ben Ryan. Ben Ryan. Ben Ryan's, ben Ryan's Newbury. Newbury. It's Ben Ryan's Newbury. It's spelled <laughs> that wrong. Um, we, we, scrum, we scrambled together the best team we could, but were lacking wheels. As a result, we picked some wild card athletes who were not necessarily rug- rugby players. On arriving at college, it became apparent that our squad of nine was down to six. One lad wasn't answering his phone, one lad had a horrendous hangover, and one lad had, for- had forgotten he had to work at a busy hour's desk stacking shelves. Panicking and pissed off, Tim said, We can't take six players. It's embarrassing. Do any of you have any mates? One lad responded, My mate Dan can play. Good. What position? Hooker. But wait. Uh, he... Uh, he doesn't go to the college. How old is he? 18. Now, at this point, we, we could see the cogs turning in Tim's head. Obviously, no one would know that he wasn't from the college, but it didn't sit well. However, he was desperate. 
get him in, says, says Tim. So we set off to Newbury with more or less a full team of forwards and, abs- and one absolute ringer. Soon, on the minibus, the whole squad was aware of a slightly more important issue regarding Dan. Tim, at this point, was blissfully unaware. Our first game was from the highly fancied RGS High Wickham. Miraculously, we beat them. After, uh, after the match, the squad was, su- was suitable, suitably giddy and Tim approached us. What are you lads giggling about? Do you know Dan, sir? Yes. Well, he shouldn't be. Well, he shouldn't be playing. I know, but keep keep it quiet. It's fine. No, really, he shouldn't be playing. At this point, a, a, a confused Tim looked puzzled at Dan. Yeah, I'm banned. What do you mean you're banned? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to play rugby for two years. <laughs> what? Two years. Why? Why didn't you tell me this? I completely forgotten this. What, what, what was Dan's crime? Would you like to guess what Dan's crime was? Two years is so. Two years is like um, either drugs, which I guess is not because um, he wouldn't be tested at that age, or um, like hitting a referee, something like that. So, what? Why? Why didn't you tell me this? He headbutted a ref. So oh my god! Oh my what did you? Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, after our initial victory, uh, we tried and uh, and eventually didn't make it out of the group. Probably, a, probably a good thing, as winning with a horrifically ineligible player would not have helped Tim's <laughs> reputation. So yeah, Tim bends the laws as much as JB when he wants to. Let the boys play. Knew it. Great. I knew that you were an unsavoury character. <laughs> Great story. I love that. I'd completely forgotten that. <laughs> oh, I did. I did really enjoy those days. That was good. So my, I um, I was certain you were going to play lace up. Oh, <laughs> five years I, over I age. Love, I would have loved that. <laughs> I was told by a coach once that he would knock me out when I was fourteen. <laughs> right. So wow. He said, "You ever do?" That? No, he didn't say that. He said he'd knock my head off. Right. <laughs> so there was a sevens tournament, and I really wanted to play. Uh, Colwyn Bay couldn't get a team. St. David's College couldn't get get a team, which was my school. So I arranged for St. David's College players to wear the Colwyn Bay shirts and register to play a sevens tournament at Atlant- 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 no. Roped in a... Roped in the coach... Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> it's just like old times. Remember when that used to happen <laughs> yeah. on all the old episodes every snooze. week? I'll just turn this off completely, I think. Yeah, so I organised this all when I was like 14. Um, and then something happened, like one of the players turned out to be banned or we couldn't play. No, that's right, we couldn't get the kit so we had to wear our own kit. Something weird happened and I roped in a, a coach from the age group above. So like, you know, Brown Potts were different age groups, the coach mm. above. So he could sort of sign off and take us there. like all, um, all in. The club court said, no, we, we can't play because be, because these because of these players or they're not registered to us or whatever it was, despite me finding enough players for a sevens tournament. Mm-hmm. And I was in town in a phone shop and this coach comes up to me and goes, you ever do that to me again, I'll knock off your head. <laughs> Safe to say I did do it to him mul- multiple times again. 14. Oh, actually, I must have been older than that because... Well, I mean, it's young. It's, it's 15, it's, 15, it's young. GCC year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have been GCC year. Yeah. yeah. Um, contact edchasers at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. With any any fake news like Mike Cody's yeah. email or, or anything else besides. Um, good job I'm not really interested in going back to teaching. Yes, isn't yeah. it? That, that would be a stain on my record. Uh, that was an awesome job because like, I, I, was, I was basically a teacher, but... Um, 
but half my timetable was just out on the pitch with, with the rugby yeah, team. Yeah, that is awesome. It was awesome. Loved it. Um, right, can, here's a question. Mm. What's Steve Borthwick doing? <laughs> great. That is a great question. So I thought, is this like they are releasing players? So background, Caden Murdy's come... Caden Murley, excuse me, has come back into the squad. This, and this is after we had a discussion last week about Bev and Rod being out for a week and then back in. Yeah. Yeah, and Val Rapava Ruskin, who was dropped, he was kept in for a week and then dropped. And then the morning after it was dropped, it was announced that he was dropped, he was front and centre on an England press release. Yeah. And then that press release was actually d- the tweet that had him as the very first picture was subsequently deleted after everyone said, why are you tweeting with a player that you've just 12 is, hours ago dropped? Is it they're just letting these guys go for personal reasons? Like they've got pre-existing babies being born or christenings or you normally family illness. Caden Murley had to get his moustache <laughs> brushed. He had to go to the Wizards Council or something. <laughs> like that. I, th- when that happens, they do normally make a bit of a song and dance about it. When it's like the birth of a child or... Yeah. Um, like for personal family reasons, they always just highlight it. Well, or they because wouldn't, it, they because would, otherwise they it creates have speculation. Them released from the squad, it would be yeah. It just is not attending know, the camp not for the three days. Session. I think, and I don't know, but I have to check with some of my journalist pals. But I think the journalists are actually at camp, aren't they? So it, maybe they just say it because they don't want the speculation of the journalists saying, "Oh, well, these four guys left today. Why haven't you announced it?" But, then, but they're creating more speculation because we're they're announcing this conversation it. now. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But I guess more's the point. So Caden Murley wasn't at England camp last week, and now he's back in because he could be involved in the game against Wales. What is the benefit or the logic to doing that? Yeah. Now, the the only thing that would make sense to me is, is someone injured, either short-term or long-term? Short-term doesn't really make sense because you're not going to play Caden Murley if he's not got a chance of getting on the plane because this is this game against Wales yeah. is the last is the only squad match day squad that will be announced prior to the full squad Correct. it's the chance as with Italy and Scotland this weekend it's the chance to play those kind of fringe players or 50-50 and get a good view on them and, and to, put, to and make decide. that clear the, the game against Wales is on the 5th of August and the team gets announced the squad for the World Cup gets announced on the morning of Monday, the seventh of August. Yeah, so that is the last chance saloon. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't play someone in that game who's got zero percent chance of making it, which is what someone who was released last week you would assume has close to zero percent bar multiple injuries. Just a quick sideline, very quick, um, you know, pod chat. We, we should probably have had this over a brew earlier, but um, we were talking about much more important stuff like JB's front front squat. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, 165 now just saying I'm building <laughs> um, we should probably do a quick podcast about the games next Sunday and then have a post World Cup Monday reaction pod even if we yeah. join in in line anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. one to one side definitely keen for that cool um, yeah, can you see any other logic to it JB or anything because it's the sort of thing as Phil mentioned last week it's the sort of thing Eddie Jones would do but it doesn't <laughs> seem like a Steve Borthwick kind of move does it well so I've just asked the question to people in the know and apparently it is something like um, Murley is back in basically just for training. Could be like tight hamstrings for one of the other wing, uh, other wingers. Uh, and I think the others are a little bit just, well, they've just had enough of certain people. So they've seen enough. So I think there's a v- variety of reasons. It would make sense if you need 
you will need numbers. You can't train 15 on 15 or whatever it is if someone's got a tight hamstring. So maybe they are just coming back in for training. Mm, yeah, the squad is getting thinned down. I mean, there's currently... So Caden Murley's coming in to, to be Josh Adams for the week, basically. That's what you said. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, do you know, not a bad... Not a bad like is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that you, sounds broadly what it is. You've got... Well, there are f- five wingers. Five kind of... Max Malins, Elliot Daly, Johnny May, Anthony Watson, Henry Arundel. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't count Elliot Daly. I was going to say there's five recognised wingers plus Elliot Daly who can play wing Got 15 you. and 13. Who's the other one I'm not thinking of then? Thockner Singer. Thockner Singer, of course. Yeah. Who is apparently in the best shape he's ever been, um, yep. according to the England strength and conditioning but like he's, squad. He's never been a bloke that's been weak. You know, no, like, well, no, but he's, he's the kind of... So he's... Over 110 kg, six foot four. He's the kind of guy. If you can get him in good shape and play in the right way, he could be phenomenally useful. But I don't think I've ever seen like he's the kind of player who is. He will do well against. He'll score a couple of good tries against a poor, oh, like yeah. a weakened it, Premiership he'll, team. He'll, he'll have a, an amazing game and be the be the photo on the back of the newspaper after Chile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or playing. Um, London Irish don't exist anymore. Playing, uh, I don't know, Gloucester when they put in, out the second string team because they've got a big game or they're resting people, whatever it is, he'll score two th- or three mm. tries, look amazing, and then fail to do it. Going he does forward. seem to play better for England than for his club. I would, I would suggest. Yeah, He's better in an England jersey generally. But I mean, so, that's it, that's a common treat yeah. with Bath players. Isn't yes, it? it is. It. I, I think it, it's looking more and more, and this is why I was again surprised to see Caden Murley back in. Also, the reason I was surprised to see Bevan Rod come back in for Val Pavaruskin. But it seems to me the more you go into it, that this is a, a power and a territory, and basically a, a Leicester, Leicester Tigers clone with England. Yes, and that the personnel are going to be picked. So again. Steve Borthwick loved having Nemanja Nandolo. I think he's going to quite. I think he's going to have Joe Thock and a singer in the squad. Mm. Yeah, why not? Actually, I mean, yeah. if he can do as many jobs as Nemanja Nandolo, I don't think he can. But if he can, why not? You know, the thing I do like about uh, Cock and a singer is his willingness to chase kicks. Mm. Like, he does see like you don't think that of him because he's a big physical ball carrier, and you expect him to be. The second coming of John Lomo or something. Well, he never puts in massive defensive hits, does he? He runs hard with the ball. Have you ever seen no. Joe Thock and a singer put in a monstrous defensive hit? Not really. No. no. But I've seen ch- chase kicks, and I yeah. love that. If you're yeah, not chasing yeah, yeah. kicks, you're not a winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Agreed. And being 6'4 uh, and sub-11 second 100 metres or whatever he can sub do. Sub-11 seconds? I don't, I don't know if he's that fast, He actually. is fast, though. I'll see if I can find anything. He is very quick. Yeah. Anyone watching? I'm sure uh, Ollie Poole will be able to f- tell us. Exactly. If, if he's running for... If he was uh, over 40, British. he'd be able to tell us. <laughs> um, did anyone watch the the championship this week? Uh, watched it. highlights of both, well, I and I saw saw the South Africa-Argentina game live yeah. and then caught a bit of the, the replay of well, the Well, that works uh, very well, because I one. saw Australia live and then highlights of everything else. Mm. So that does work well. Uh, Tim? Yeah, I watched them both. Let's, uh, I watched one live and one catch up. Watched South Africa Argentina live, and then um, caught I should watch that really. That's all right. It was it was uh, actually not a great spectacle. I quite enjoyed it, but it was uh, and it was close. And and Argentina pick Emiliano Buffelli. They win the game. They left eight points of kicks out there. And did they? And and that so that's interesting. When I was watching that, 
um, Carreras kicked really well at the start. Yeah. He then uh, missed 10 minutes of the game because of the head injury assessment following his uh, very poor failed attempt to tackle Etzebeth for Etzebeth's try. And he didn't look the same player, certainly kicking after that period of time. So I think that had a contributing factor. But you're right, if Buffelli's on the pitch during that period, or if Carreras was kicking as he was for the first 20 minutes, Argentina win that game. They win the game. And South Africa, I will never rule out, and they've got plenty of time to get things back together, but they've clearly got some issues. And I think one of the main ones is that they're... Something we mentioned a couple of weeks ago after the loss to, to New Zealand, but they've got too many of the guys that started in 2019 that are not quite at the level that they were. Peter Steftatoy is not the player that was the World Player of the Year. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Damian Dialande was better, but not great. Um, Faf de Klerk was great in defence. His kicking was awful. Yeah, Faf... People I, forget this about Faf, but he can be awful. He, I've seen him being awful. He's always been a bit up and down, but now he's... He, I know, I sound, I'm going like a yo-yo on this, but he's not playing... Um, He's playing in Japan, yeah. so he's not playing the big games as regularly. He is a big game player when he's on form, but... I, as I for Peter Steftatoy, it's reasonable that he would not be the same Peter Steftatoy through injury, but also just through the sheer heights he got to. Like the best player on the planet. Yeah. I mean, he was like, he could be a top five all-time back row at his height. To maintain that level for so long is hard. I mean, And with a 45-year-old... Um, hamstring tendon inside his knee yeah, like, that he got from his, his uh, old man Peter Steftatoy 80% of his best is is probably just about good enough for me <laughs> he's, he's just a, yeah he's and, amazing. and they will get back together but there's a massive again as we said a couple of weeks ago there's a huge Andre Pollard shaped hole in that side they just need they need a, the quarterback I mean Marnie Libok's got some really good qualities he's a lovely player he's, he's a lovely player in, in a lot of respects but it was there's just not the control and, the yeah. and as a result Faf de Klerk was taking more responsibility for the kicking tactically and it was just awful and so, so Argentina dominated the second half completely. so Faf de Klerk is a player that I truly believe needs a very firm hand or a boring steady hand at fly off <laughs> Yeah. Yes. AJ yeah. McGinty yeah. is your boy for you know the the de Klerk tamer. And I think Andre Pollard yeah, as well. Yeah. Exactly the same sort of guy, same sort of te- tem- well, slightly different but you know it's not Elton Yanchis for instance. That's not the guy you don't want <laughs> Quade Cooper and Faf de Klerk. These are not options which you should be playing with. Um Moni Libok is an incredible playmaker. I mean I really I really like the guy. Maybe it's not the best Maybe it's not the best Combination with Faf. Maybe if can can is it too late to, for England and South Africa to swap uh, Ben Youngs for Faf de Klerk? It probably, probably make both teams better. <laughs> It'd make them both substantially better, wouldn't it? Yeah, but Faf is um, I, I, obviously he's at sale for a long time, and in the same game he would do ridiculously good things, like such like world class things, but then also really stupid things, like you know, uh, yeah, just, so often. Just to demonstrate how much JB thinks of Faf de Klerk at the World Rugby Awards <laughs> in 2018. It was. The World Rugby Awards in Monaco in 2018, JB got a photograph of Faf de Klerk and Aaron Smith, who he interrupted can, can I, Sorry, sorry, can I just say, I didn't in, in, interrupt. As I walked out of the Monaco Casino Resort Hotel, where we were drinking... Faf said goodbye, JB. It wasn't. It wasn't like Faf. Faf can I get in this photo? He said, "See you later, JB." Yeah. We were on first name terms. At, at that moment, Faf was chatting with Aaron Smith, and JB said, "Oh, I've, I've got to get a photo." So he got a photo, 
and then cropped out Aaron Smith. Yeah, I don't want him in my photo. <laughs> I want to photo. Just I a hand, Aaron Smith's hand. Which, which, which I'm peeling shoulder. off my shoulder with, with, with my other hand. <laughs> now, I, I, my intention was to get a picture with the then best scrum half in the world. I don't know why Aaron Smith thought, thought he was involved. <laughs> um, I can find one article that suggests that Thakur Singer can do a sub um, 11 second 100 metre, but I wouldn't trust it. Oh, really? He's... He's quite fast anyway. Well, South Africa have got two wingers that I'm sure can do a sub-11 second at 100. Arenza and Colby were on the field and didn't yes. really see the ball. No, Colby's... Arenza for his um, try, yeah. the, um, where Faf offloaded it to him. Colby was most notable for a couple of really good tackles down in the right-hand corner in the second half. Really good hits. Mm. But other than that... Not there weren't many players who did a huge amount with ball in hand for yeah. South Africa. So I'm sure they can turn it around, but they're going to have to. Their first game is against Scotland. And, Do they play uh, again next week? Uh, yes, they play in Argentina. So, yeah, so they've got two games against Argentina because All Blacks are playing Australia again, aren't they? Next week they're playing Bledisloe. I I I two. Yeah, this, Bledisloe yeah. two, but not part of the Rugby Championship, and it yeah. will be a massively changed team. I think South Africa have already announced a squad that they're sending to Argentina, and I, I, I don't, ah. I, I haven't, I hmm. haven't actually looked at the squad, but I think it might be uh, a wholesale changes. Um, well, South Africa play New Zealand at Twickenham as well the week uh, the, in the final game before they go. South to Africa France. play New Zealand at, yes, Twickenham. at Twickenham. Goodness me! And they, yeah. South Africa also play Wales. Uh, oh. In about three weeks' time. Well, yeah, this was a weird squad for South Africa. Um, the Marlon was captain, so yeah, which I, I think I think he's probably deserved it on form. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy to have as captain, isn't he? He's but he's, he's played captain. he's played well. He's had positive impacts when he's come on. Um, I think he's been quiet for Ulster over the past twelve months. Malcolm Marks was, and uh, Malcolm Marks Malcolm was very Ma- good starting again. Yeah. He has to start. He's a freak. Well, it's just it's so weird. Like I kind of get the logic of bringing him on later in the game when other teams are getting tired but you want like probably the best hooker in the world you want him playing more than 30 minutes mm, so <laughs> one let off, me one tell off. you something about an article I read about three four years ago I can't remember where the article came from but I'm sure you can find one similar and it's an, it's an article about NRL mm-hmm. the reason I read it was because Talk H had interchanges who I went yeah. training with on, on, on Thursday did you um, talk about that later Mm. Um, we had interchanges for the first time and we were still certain that we wanted to play our best team at the start I was like well what do other people do with their interchanges like how do the professionals manage mm. it and the evidence from the NRL is that there are more points scored at the end of the game yep. than at the start of the game so if that's the case when do you want your best players on the, on, on the pitch and I reckon anecdotally you probably get something similar in rugby union if you look when the points are scored they probably come late on in the game yeah it's- you t- I think you tend to have these two win. You kind of some scores early, mm. and then you get scores late. So it's, perhaps, but I'd I'd have to look at the distribution. But Which yeah, anecdotally, why scores around half time are so important because no one seems to score around there. Yeah, mm. yeah, and also t- changing the trajectory of the game. I guess you particularly with front row, where if there's an injury, uh, a player can return to the field. Mm-hmm. You could because one of the things, obviously, is you think well, maybe the slightly better player should play more minutes. But you, there's no there's no reason why you couldn't bring Malcolm Marks off on after thirty. But like, yeah, yeah exactly right. I mean, right. why not less minutes but more impactful? You know, how hard can someone work over thirty minutes? Pretty bloody hard. You don't have to pace yourself. Not that these guys do pace themselves. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, you, you just go just go for it. The amount of work you could do. Argentina showed a lot of, lot of spirits. 
Um, they're going to be a challenge for England in, in that first game. It's it's going to be tough. Thomas Lavellini was really good. Was yeah. He? yeah, he was really he good. Was, he was. was always waiting for the uh, cheeky shoulder to yeah. someone's head. I can never make my mind up about him. Like, he spent two years at Leicester, or a year at Leicester, been god-awful. Like, just <laughs> god-awful. Uh, no impact, no intimidation. What uh, He just picked up a paycheck, from what I could tell. I've seen some where he's been a, a really strong presence in the, in the, the Argentina side, particularly when he was younger. Like, he just came on the scene and started beating people up. I, I loved that version of him. And then since, he's just on and off. Like, I remember in last World Cup against England, he was, compl- well, he was red-carded after three, like, three minutes, but yeah. completely anonymous in the big games. Like, he doesn't seem to rough people up like he used to. And that's what I liked about him. 22 years old, getting mixed up in all the orgy-bargy stuff. It seems to have lost it a bit. He looked like a bit more of an enforcer in this game. But can we just talk about uh, what happened in the first minute? I was really excited to see Grant Williams, the scrum half. Yeah, same. His first start for South Africa, he looks a proper live wire. He can run a sub-1100. He's rapid. With him, Libok, um, Arante and Colby, those boys are dynamic. They they might have the... Four of the fastest players on the yeah. pitch at any well, time. If, 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 if at the World Cup they did a four by one hundred relay, South Africa would win it. Well, there's one guy who's not in South Africa squad who played at Sale, who was South African, who was faster. I'd guess than all of those guys that you've just named. Do you remember Curtly Ambrose? Is it Curtly Ambrose? No, he's the he's West Indian cricket. Fast bowler. Courtney fast bowler. Ambrose. Curtly Ambrose. What was his first name? Little Scrum Off. Not Courtney. No. Not, not, it's not Courtney Walsh either. He was the other West yeah, Indian yeah. fast bowler. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. It is not the West Indian fast fast bowler. No, I want to say uh, Papier. Not. Uh, oh, hang on. Is it Ambrose Papier? My, uh, Ambrose. Ambrose pa- pa- Papier. Yeah. Ambrose. Ambrose Papier. What happened to him? Uh, I don't know. We went back to that. He scored. Steve one Diamond of, ruined him. Well, he <laughs> scored one of the best tries I have ever seen. At the AJ Bell Stadium, uh, which was then disallowed, but just electrically fast, mm. and he is tiny. Gave him a lift home from the uh, game, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, but yeah, he's he, he's incredibly fast. Mm. What did happen to him? I bet he's in Japan. Uh, his Wikipedia. So let's just go back onto it. I just took it off. So Wikipedia has him listed as Sail Sharks to twenty twenty. Is that then- a football team? As in Sail Sharks FC20 fin- yeah. finished <laughs> He's a footballer in Holland now Made a fortune uh, <laughs> But nothing after that Oh wow So Steve Diamond really did end him Christ Yeah he's only 26 He's only 26 Yeah yeah So this wow. guy should be at the height of his powers Yeah I hope nothing mm. awful's happened to him. Well, I hope yeah. nothing. I hope nothing serious has happened to Grant Williams. Uh, who? Oh no! So in 2022, oh, right. he was playing for the um, Bulls. It just looks like oh, okay. his Wikipedia play- page okay. has not been updated. Uh, so, did you see the incident? First minute. Yes. First minute. Grant Williams is back on his own try line. Box uh, box kick goes up. Yeah, it wasn't a box kick, was it? No, it was, it was, a, a, it was a, a pass back. A, a, and yes, just a clear. Oh right, yeah. Kick. Sorry. Yes, that's right. Grant Williams was passed back to. Uh, and to make a clearing kick, he makes a clearing kick, and Juan Cruz Malia uh, jumps to charge it down and does charge the ball down. It comes off of his arms in the follow-through. Do you remember when CJ Stander sparks out Patrick Lambie? In yes, Patrick Lombie. very vaguely. Uh, yeah, Patrick Lombie. Um, CJ Stander jumped, and his arse basically landed in the face of Patrick Lambie. Yeah. He was Hip- sparked out. Oof. It was this, basically the same as that. Oh. Malia's ass into 
face. So yeah. your mallet hit, didn't get sent off, did he? No, no, it was a, right rug, a, a rugby incident. Yeah. Well, that's right, that is a rugby incident. Well, I'm, I'm not sure about this. Because I, huh? this, this is caused, this is a debate yeah, right, right now. It's it is happening. I'm not sure it is a rugby incident. Just just because. So we see lots and lots and lots of attempted charge down kicks, and as the charger downer, the person doing the charging downing, mm-hmm. you know where your body is, and you know where the body of the person you're trying to charge down is. Like a kicking motion is very very predictable yeah you know exactly where their head is going to be at any given moment and 99.99 percent of these don't result in anything like this in fact it's one of the most protected like because the kicker is vulnerable because they open their body it is one of the most protected positions like it's you very rarely see the kicker getting iced at all they are just not touched so it's it's partly why the cap caterpillar a yeah, ruck emerged it, it, to, to prevent exactly this. It is, um, and I just so I'm not saying it was done deliberately, but it was definitely reckless in so far as the world rugby definition of recklessness that led to contact to the head of a player and um, Grant Williams and his first start missing the entire game. Yeah. So I I, I would actually. Like it's a big call to make, but I would actually be okay with a red card with that, just simply because it is such a rare situation. And you, the uh, Malia, the Argentine fullback, he should be in more control well, than he was. The one thing I would say, which, and I'll come on to what I, what I think, and I'm sure JB will give his thoughts in a second. Mm. But the one thing that would back that up is that that you got the sense from the explanation that had Juan Cruz Malia not made contact with the ball with his arms. Yeah, it, if it wasn't a successful charge down, then it probably would have been a red card. Which that is, and, and if, I, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, because that that is a weird situation. Because it's like the like when I when I heard that explanation, I was like, well, let's say you tackle. Let's say it was the other way around. Someone makes a pass and you tackle them in the head. They've so they've just let go of the ball. You tackle them in the head. It's a red card because they didn't have the ball. But it's not a red card because they didn't have the ball. It's a red card because you've hit them in the head. If they've still got the ball and you hit them in the head, it's still a red, it's card. Still a red card. So I didn't like that. I thought that re- that explanation was just unsatisfactory. For what it's worth, I agree with you on that. I, I, and before I get to JB, I guess my view on this is I would almost flip around what you said. Is the reason it happens so infrequently would also be an argument why you just say it, it's yeah. It's one of those things we don't need to create a sanction for because it is so rare and. Where the line is drawn, I don't know, but I think this is one of those examples that JB often talks about, which is there will always be the next thing and the next thing and the next yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And I, I guess at some point we have to find a, an acceptable tolerance People of, will be hitting the head. Yes, an yeah, acceptable yeah. tolerance I, of I, danger, of accidents and of injuries. Yeah. And I don't know where you draw that line, but that, that but it feels like every time something like this happens, it's, uh, oh yeah, we need to do that as well, and then that as well, and and... There's a, there's a part of me I understand that is sort of going instinctively like no stop just stop yeah let and, them play and, but yeah. I can but I can totally see your point Phil but I, c- I can say on that um, like th- this it does happen very very infrequently but this it just fe- feels to me like it's uh, it should be and it's I'm not saying you should change any of the laws this is 
this could be defined as a red card under the existing laws as a direct consequence of that reckless or dangerous play. The 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 kind of open end when JP um, Doyle was chatting to us and saying, like sometimes I just need I need a law that allows me to say, hang on a minute, I know that was wrong. I know something's wrong when I see it. That is something wrong when I see it. Yeah. And I, I would I would have that within this, and I'd, it'd be a big call for Andrew Brace to make. Yeah, less than a minute into the game. But I would have I would have made that call, I think. And it did put it into perspective as well. This is one thing I was thinking as this was unfolding. In the first minute, I thought things like this, with more litigation and more things that referees have to officiate and dish out cards for, this is going to happen in a significant game at the World Cup to one team. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's not this, it'll be something else yeah, that's be been controversial. Else. So I'd, I'd like to see a, a statement. One way or the other, like, it would be good for World Rugby to clarify... This is what we expect in this scenario. Agreed. Even if they don't um, change the laws, and if I was writing that clarification, it would be this. Um, in this scenario, would be a red card. Yeah. Not, mm. I say not for me. I haven't seen it, so I'll keep my counsel. Mm. But the principle I always go for is I want to see as many players stay on the field as possible, or almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, as a sport, as a spectator sport. Um, when they're not trying to appeal to the Twitterati, people actually quite like seeing the physical danger. You know, there has to be a, manif- a, a manifestation of, of this. And it can no longer be the lack of landed punches which we used to see and the pointless rugby fights because they've been banned. So we need to see something. We need to see some kind of well, it, danger. Because we, we did see some danger. This isn't the type of danger I like to see. Well, I like to yeah. see the... Which did result in a HIA, but the Etzebeth carry, oh, yeah, which was Carreras getting his head in the wrong place. Also, Lucas, love that. Lucas Paulos, the uh, Argentinian lock, went off, stretched it off, uh, tackling someone's tackling someone extremely low. Yeah, yeah, and um, Carreras was yeah. low, was very low, and head in the wrong place. Yeah. So, and and like, if we're going to talk about hits, I love to see. Scott Barrett. Oh, let's flip over that, to that game. Yeah, oh, now. my goodness. That was awesome. That, that was right really now. early in the game as well. On Tate McDermott. Tate McDermott. Yeah, the what? first five minutes. The, no, I'm thinking of Marika Corabetti on someone. He oh, he, he levelled. I can't remember who he levelled someone. But no, uh, Austria. What would you do, JB? Again, so, you know, back, and we can talk about Tok H in a minute. I'll be interested to hear about that. But you're imagine you're back with Tok H. Uh, it's a big game. Early in the match, you've got a five-metre line out on your own line. Tell me about you, your options. You might you, what, what you might do at level seven of rugby in England. I am so. And then we'll compare it to uh, a national what? team. Eddie on Jones the is Australia. I am so glad you mentioned this because I'm writing my. I, sometimes I watch rugby. If I'm not really into it, I'll get my note my, my, my notepad out, and I'll also make a bet. So make the bet just to keep me interested. I put five pound on, on Australia. Um, I started taking notes and my number one note was this is level 7 rugby and that's exactly what I was saying level 7 rugby now what do I mean by that? I mean that when you play level 7 rugby the actual nuts and bolts of rugby for a good rugby team at that level is dead easy you know when you're playing in defence you are all switched on and you're all watching what happens and you can put up a decent shift and you look like an organised team Australia look like an organised team when the ball is in play they look fine but then they switch off they switch off with these level seven moments. Um, the Talea try. I mean, it wasn't a try, but it should have been a try. I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah, like, his, his first one with it from the tap and go. Yeah, level level seven mistake that. What, what are you doing? Why are you not looking at the ball? Switching off, it's unacceptable. Um, that line out, completely unacceptable stuff. 
you know, they, they did look like a level seven. Yeah. So on your own line early in a match, five meters out, you go off the top to your nine, and I mean, it, and then but then it's it's compounded. If you make the call that you're going off the top to your nine, then the people. <laughs> The people stood in Australia's lineup that aren't the lifters or jumpers have to make themselves as big as they can and as difficult to get past as they can, whereas Scott Barrett just walked through and, and leveled some munch tape well, he, he only had to he only had to take two or three steps. Yeah. Like it's not it's not like Tim McDermott standing on the try line or further back. He was right there. It's crazy. He's a couple of yards away from him. Now the reason I can't remember the try, so I can't remember the try, but I can't remember the lineup formation. The it was a short line-out. I was about to say that. Five-man, I think. Is it a five-man? Because five sometimes man. you can hit a five-man and then have two guys over the top. So what they'll do is because... Uh, I know you guys know this, but some of listeners might not. If you're operating on the on your own five-metre, your ancillary players, not in the line-out, are only five metres five away. Right, whereas New Zealand's are ten New Zealand's metres, are 10 away. metres yeah. away. So you knock, knock it off off the top. Or more likely, you throw it right over the top, and then they run onto it. I think that's what they must have been trying to do. No, they went off the top from a jumper. So yeah, yeah so jumper down to the scrum half and then w- wing it out. I mean, it doesn't make a tremendous yeah. amount of sense. No, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. That's the only thing I can think of which yeah. would kind of. Well, it, it didn't go well. Well, before we talk about this game anymore, I've got a theory, a very general rugby theory. I'd like to throw out there. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Um, do you think that? I wouldn't go as far as, say, being a bully. But do you think just being a very abrasive character in rugby keeps you in credit in this game far longer than being a nice, considerate guy? I mean, Eddie Jones, I don't know, he's a hes a f- phenomenal character. And he might be a nice guy individually to his wife and kids. He's not a nice guy. And those adverts uh, on Australian that have come out in Australia this week are brilliant. I, I love those two adverts. They're so I, I, good. But I've not seen them. Have you not seen them? No. So it says, I'll have to describe them. I would, I would get them up just so you can hear them. But there's one where Eddie Jones is sat in a barber's and the barber's is going, so mate, do you think you can win the World Cup? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's asking him loads of questions and Eddie Jones is just soaking it up and going, yeah, yeah. And then he leaves. So, do you think we can win the World Cup, Eddie? We're not going there for the croissants. <laughs> That's the first yeah. one. He, just, he pronounces... Croissants, very, very, in a very short. Croissants. croissants. We're all going there for the croissants, croissants. mate. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, he's Eddie Jones is sat with a, uh, he stood with a clipboard at someone's door and a kid. Yeah, you don't even know it's Eddie Jones. You don't do even you? know it's Eddie Jones. Yeah, it's like a kid answers the, f- the front door. Yeah, and his dad goes, "What do they want?" He's like, he asks ask him loads of questions, questions about what you about, think about the Australia team. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then you. And the dad's re- going, yeah. yeah, they've got no chance. They're going to get yeah. hammered by the All Blacks. My, They're going to get hammered. My dad says, you've got no chance. You're going to get hammered by the All Blacks. And, you, and he goes, nice one. Thanks very much. I love. We love proving dad's wrong. It's, it's, it's quite, too, it's quite yeah. good. Yeah, it's sort we've, of own, we've it's owning them. the expectations being low. Yeah. yeah. And building up their chances. And. <sighs> One thing Eddie Jones does do in a country where rugby union is the fourth sport at the minute and is in a very bad place in term, which is a long time coming. It's it's the last twenty years of lack of decline, just poor management. Yeah, yeah. People Rayleigh like, Castle, people like sacking, Rayleigh and Castle sacking their best player. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your rainbow flags when you're thirty-eight points down, idiots. Uh, so there's there's that. So, but Eddie, what Eddie Jones is doing is getting eyeballs and interest. Which maybe that's a big part of the job for Australia. Yeah, you're probably not wrong on that. And he's doing a good job there. 
But, um, yeah. but to con- you can continue your point on Eddie. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't been that successful in the England job. I mean, I, that's based on the fact that I think England should win 90% of their games. Yeah, they should, they they should be winning Walker, not getting to Walker Park. They, they oh, if any Englishman said that, the yeah, well, I'm not an Englishman, so yeah, <laughs> I, I get to say these things. Uh, so yeah, that's right. Three Six Nations, one Grand Slam, and a World Cup yeah, final. Yeah, it's fine, but it needs to do better, right? Um, and then he's gone to Australia, and he looks. They look so out of their depth. They look so out there. I mean, some things they do are quite nice, but they do look completely out of their depth. But then I think about rugby more generally. Like, who are the coaches that sort of hang about? And a lot of them are just these angry abrasive guys and because i guess you need to be that kind of guy to manage these high alpha testosterone laden super athletes you know they you need you you just can't be you can't be too passive with them and i think about some of the other guys i know in rugby who are just ridiculously nice guys approachable and i listen to their knowledge and how they talk about the game i think yeah these are brilliant minds and great rugby coaches but they're not in the top jobs i think there's a bit of an iceberg thing going on it's what you see because i can bet I can guarantee, um, I, I don't know because I've never ever seen this side of him, but I bet you Rob Baxter, who is such a lovely man. Oh, Rob Baxter can, can turn nasty. And amazing. Yeah. I, I bet I've he, seen it. I was there. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we fell out of the bar. You and Rob Baxter fell you out? I know this. No, I didn't know this. Yeah, we, yeah. I asked him some awkward questions about Harlequins. And he accused me of being weird and like just, it, it, it was it was a very, very... He doesn't, um, he doesn't sound irrational so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but he was very abrasive about it. I was, we were talking about Plymouth Albion and Harlequins. And um, I mentioned something like, yeah, it must be hard for Plymouth because you're no longer rivals. And in a way, that's even worse for them because you now just dismiss them. He goes, look, you've just been really weird, mate. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't got a clue. So, like, okay, well, fine. But it's because my questions were partic- particularly guiding for him. And the one which he didn't like was um, about Harlequins. So I said, I asked him, like, what did you see when you watched Harlequins? Because everyone thought that you would smash them. I thought that you would smash them. You said there's nothing about them that surprised you. So what did you see? Because nothing surprised me. I told you that. It's like, yeah, I get nothing surprised you, but what did you see? I've told you, nothing Nothing surprised me. And I'm not asking if you've been surprised. I'm asking you what you saw. And that's when he's like, yeah, I'm done. So, yeah, he, he can be... Re- if he doesn't want to tell you something or get on the wrong side of him, he can be very, very brutal. Well, just the way his team play, and you talked about the brutality of Exeter when mm. they were at their very best. They were a juggernaut. And oh, yeah. that doesn't happen without a coach that extracts that and wants those kind of characters. He has to be. Mm. He has to have... I think that's probably the beauty of Rob Baxter. He has to have so many sides for his character. If you ever meet Tony Rowe, like, Tony Rowe does like himself quite a lot... So if you want to deal with Tony Rowe, you need to be a very strong character and you know, have some traits that he respects. And some of the traits that he respects will, will be a, a combative nature. And that kind of shows in Exeter. They're a smart team and they're a combative team. So he definitely has that side, 100%. Mm. I bet most rugby coaches have that side. It's, yeah, it's, and that's, yes, it's, and that's it's, it. it's degrees and it's what you see. And it's the skill to move between the different um, personas to move from because certain rugby coaches or individuals in leadership probably just have they have one or two modes of operating um, whereas the most skillful ones will have many many different ones that they will select at the right time yeah and we're yeah. going to we're going to see it Rassie 92 like, but but Stuart Lancaster is an incredible rugby coach we're going to find out whether because he is just so lovely as a man such a lovely man 
is he too nice to be the main man? I think he probably is. Uh, yeah. I like, probably agree. Is he too nice to be the main man? But what's the dynamics of play here, right? So you're trying to get a job as a rugby coach, right? Who are you... You're not putting your CV in front of the rugby players, are you? You're putting the CV in front of civilians in suits who are in charge of the money. Mm-hmm. Aiden Castle, it could be... Um, Bill Sweeney. Bill Sweeney, right? Yeah. And they... Sorry. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just have in their mind what a rugby coach is, because they've never played rugby. They don't know anything about the damn sport. Like they, they just show up. Like, yes, some do, some do and some don't. But even the ones that do, like, you have a Steve Diamond... I guarantee Steve Diamond got in front of Bill Sweeney, he'd walk away with whatever he wanted. <laughs> like he would, he'd walk away with the England job. If he interviewed... He'd, because, like, he's just got that imposing character and you just can't say no. You wouldn't want to say no, you might be dead. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. So there is obviously a dynamic how these guys get, get their job. Whereas if you had a conversation with Glenn Delaney... You come out there th- feeling brilliant about yourself. You think you know lo- loads about rugby, but you could also say, "Yeah, I, I'd rather upset you than I'd upset. I'd rather I'd rather upset you than Steve Diamond. I'll mm. give I'll, I'll give Steve I'll, I'll give Steve the job." Glenn Delaney's a, a tough coach as well. And another one, Toby Booth, lovely soft skills, pumps up the tires of his players. He's hard, is he? Yeah. So I've only experienced Tony Booth on the nice side. He's always oh, no, smiling, no, he's never been hands. anything other than lovely. Uh, and re- even when his teams lose, he comes out and he's really honest and, and talks. But br- to the players. Brilliantly. But what I'm saying is he, he has the capacity. And I'm not saying in a bad, negative, toxic or no, any I of those words. I, I definitely don't think Just it's toxic. As in, he, he drives standards hard. Yeah, so this is what really annoys me about these pseudo-coaches who do like all the, all the uh, skills for kids and, and whatnot, which is they don't, they don't embrace the full range of emotions that people have. They're like, oh, it's about positivity and learning environments and you know, this and this and this and this. And like, okay, but what about the other I things? I suppose that depends what your objective is. If the you obje- need to be able to use all of your tools. If, yeah. you, if your objective is at a lower level with a bunch of kids or young people <clears throat> to have as many of, have the most number of people enjoy themselves, then that's probably the right way to go. If you want to try and identify and push the few that have the potential to go on to a higher level, that, that, that's so probably you, not the right approach. So would you rather have... 30 guys who are really getting a hell of a lot out, out, out of rugby, like loads out of rugby, because they're getting pushed and you're pushing all these buttons in just the right way. Or would you rather have 50 or 60 guys who sort of, yeah, kind of in, kind of out, we enjoy it, it's something that we, you know, I, I, I think 
we're in danger of you know, the, you know, sort of shallow enjoyment. Like here's, here's some shallow enjoyment. Well, actually, you need something more substantive. And I think for that, you can't just be you know shouting, boring all the time because no one respects that. But there has to be an element of it. Has to be. And I just wonder if the international coaches. That's a sign. Uh, having more of that, not the international coaches, but. Rugby in general, having more of that keeps you in jobs for longer. I think this this will come down to the the processes and the talent identification and uh, all the different stages. If if all of those are doing what they should do, then at the base level, you can just have it all about just fun, enjoyment, and try and keep as many people involved as possible. Mm. Or, yeah, get them into the funnel. Get them into the funnel. And then as long as the processes and the identification of the ones with potential and w- where you can put more time and effort into the specific needs of specific individuals to elevate them up the pyramid as long as those processes are working well then <clears throat> then all of those other th- ways of speaking to dealing with players will happen naturally I've, so with the like it's like russell earnshaw and um, what's his face the other guy um, the, 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 yeah. the, the magic academy Him. coaches that, that go around and do a lot who've got some incredible ideas yeah mm. but i i love so i love texting russell earnshaw occasionally saying, what do you think of this? And the reason I say, what do you think of this? Because I think the relented positive... It's negative positivity to me, a lot of it. Well, it's like, if you watch the... Oh, what's the what's the name of those series on... Oh, Last Chance You on yeah. Netflix and the, the basketball and the NFL one, where you just get... They're clearly dedicated, but they are, in, in a lot of respects, those coaches are an absolute horror show. They are, but you know, they're awful. They are awful. But how many kids and how many people in American culture have come through the high school system and absolutely loved it? Yeah, yeah. The one guy that goes on to play for the NFL or goes no, no, to but the no, NBA. no, not just those. Like they show up to their reunions every year. Like they go to watch Friday Night Lights. You know, they go to their colleges. Like it, I don't think it's quite as simple. There's a really good, is it Chris Williamson quote where he says like um, a man will, a man will, something like a man will um, suffer. He, he will gladly suffer if he has a purpose, and that's kind of why I think like you give him give him a purpose, and you know you you drive him hard, and you expect the standards. And, and you know the analogy I love, and this is where I do agree with you hundred percent, and particular and with young people as well. I'm not I'm not saying you should just make everything all lovely and soft for them because that's not that's not preparing them for life. The analogy I love is that a, a, when a tree uh, experiences really strong winds it makes it stronger yes mm. so trees which have no exposure to h- tough tough conditions mm-hmm. when they're growing when they're when a strong wind arrives when they're when they're taller it'll just the, the tree will get ah. the tree will get knocked down and that's that's and i think that you, you that's can, a lovely anal- analogy really nice analogy yeah I hope that applies to boats more on the uh, Conway River. <laughs> 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 more sleeping. wind better, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm having sleepless nights about mine. Then. Just as we move into the Australia-New Zealand game, what I will say is, and I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as well, I don't know how much blame you can lay, lay at Eddie Jones's door because their players are not great. <sighs> Do you know, it's, I don't it, know about that. It's, their, their pack is not great. So it, it's, it is an interesting one because last, uh, last autumn... Dave Rennie's the last period of his tenure played a load of games yeah. they lost to France and Ireland the top two ranked teams in the world by one point and three points respectively they were one score games against the two best teams in the world now there were also other results there they lost to Italy for example they only beat um, they only beat uh, Scotland by one point but they got two they were 
minutes away from, um, inches away from, to phenomenal results. So they, it, it did feel like they kind of threw the the powers that be within Australian rugby threw the baby out with the bathwater yeah, yeah. by getting rid of Rennie and bringing in Eddie Jones yeah. because he was available. Like, if Eddie Jones was did not become available after the autumn, would Dave Rennie still be in a job? Yeah. Like, probably. probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Great, great 4D chess by England, wasn't it? <clears throat> I know, let's suck Eddie because yeah. Australia will hire him and ruin their chances because yeah. we might play him in a quarter-final. I, I think there was... And they're not top-notch Australia. You are right in that. Like, there's there's one or two of their players. Holloway that... and Hooper, and uh, Tom Tom Hooper and Jed Holloway, not top-notch flankers. Neither's Rob Valentini. I mean, I like. The oh guy. no, I like Bobby V. I Bobby, Bobby V. I thought his quality. He was good against Audi Surveyor. Just isn't there really. So I mean, he's good. I, the, I think the thing with back rows and packs in general is the cohesion. Like, so, some you can get some really good packs, really good packs without necessarily. Top top well you can't really you can and you can't right but they've neither got the top end talent nor the cohesion and that and all the depth all the depth like mm. Will Skelton's a great piece uh, I thought uh, Taliana Tupo when he came on uh, was a really nice impact player they had but the then ball he, he, for a long periods of time and they made good decisions and they looked fine their starting tight head is now out probably, yeah. probably for the next year. Uh, is that Alatella with an, with an Achilles injury and, tu- and, and Tupo, Tupo well who knows rib injury and it was. He injured he himself getting well. the yellow card, didn't he, he? Yeah, well, he was already injured, and Eddie Jones kept him on, which I think there's some raised eyebrows about that. Um, Eddie Jones kept him on, and he was clearly running around not well, holding his chest and stuff. He then had to scrummage, a cu- only a couple of reset scrums with that, and then he tried to tackle, and you, I, think, I think he wings, was chi- yeah. chicken winging to, to protect mm, his own rib. Oof. And that, that's, when he got, that's when he gave away the yellow yeah. card. But, you know, they've got some interesting pieces. Uh I said before that Australia were level seven. Well, New Zealand were the complete opposite. They were the complete opposite. They were so clinical when they needed to be, and they were so smart in the way that they played. Now, I don't know if this is a pre-planned thing, but can you pronounce the name of the other Australian winger for me, please? Uh, Marky Mark. Uh, Now, uh, yeah, I can. Nwanga Nitawase. Nwanga Nwanga Nitawase. Nwanga Nitawase. Lovely player, and I'm sure he's going to be a fine international. Mm. But Marky Mark, Marky commentator, yeah. is what I'll be calling him from now on. Yeah, um, he got destroyed down down the wing, and it wasn't just his fault. Like what the All Blacks decided to do is they decided to play the short side over and over again, and they got so much joy, and it just looked like his mind was fried because the All Blacks are coming at him at such pace, such intensity. Uh, they always seem to have an extra pair of hands on on the edge. Well, that's with, with Bodie and Richie Mwanga. That's that's the yeah. that's the benefit of those two players on the park at the same time. Cody Taylor was out left, left and right. And I, I've said this before: having normally you have to choose if you're going to have. Do you have a runner or a ball player? And New Zealand have the the look to be able to not make that choice. You, you don't have to have a Vili Larue or an Aranze. You can have both. You can have Bodie Barrett, or you yeah. can have Jordy Barrett, who can do both, or you can have Damian McKenzie. Who can do both? Yeah. They've got these boys that can do both. They were, they were sort of dully impressive, is how I <laughs> just, just because I, everything just was was fluid. Um, I've just well, got Australia this, made life hard for them for, for well fifty five minutes yeah, really. Yeah, that, and that's, so that's what I mean. Like in the open play, in the when they've got the ball, when they're defending the ball in open play, they look competent. That's what I say. They look competent, bordering on good. 
they've got some nice pieces. Um, the, the back line can operate well. Um, Karevi is Karevi, not Karevi. Yeah, Corbetti Cor- Cor- is just a one-man wrecking machine. Like he is probably their best oh, ball carrier across the entire <laughs> team. <laughs> both of those two, Karevi and Corbetti, yeah. are both wrecking machines. Um, do you see? I like Pataya as well. I think he's great for the the try. It was actually the try that got scored, but the in in between the try that got scored and the try that didn't get scored. Um, Karevi hits this amazing unders line back at the New Zealand defence and it was uh, Will Jordan and Rico Ioane made an amazing tackle on him two yards from their own try line. Well, I wanted to mention Will Jordan because he has... He's a freak. He has all the hallmarks of an all-back great. Yeah, like he just he is. He doesn't do anything which is particularly good. Twenty-three tries oh. in twenty-three tests. But that's what he's just. No, 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 no. I tell you what it is. He, fa- so he, he fools you into thinking he doesn't do anything particularly good because he makes what sh- what is incredible look so, so, easy. Yeah. Looks so casual. Yeah, he, he reminds me of Dan Carter in that sense. You know, just this sort of clean-shaven, all-round good kid from New Zealand who doesn't try particularly hard, but is amazing at rugby. Yeah, like, every decision is right. Everything he, you know, he's uh, just. What summed it up to me, and, and on that, just the inevitability of Will Jordan was summed up by the fact that he got the ball for his try, had still had two players to beat, and Bowden Barrett was already celebrating. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's incredible. Like, you, know, you see Corabessi at the ball, right? And just you, you can feel, even through the TV, the intake of breath from the crowd. Like, <gasps> What's going to happen now? Because yeah. he's just like blood and thunder. Yeah, but Will yeah, Jordan's yeah. just this smooth, intoxicating presence. They kick the ball across to him. He's going to catch it. He's going to score. The ball gets to him. He's going to score. It's nothing exciting. He just scores. Yeah, <laughs> he is so good, Will Jordan. He's so good. He's Mark, amazing. Mark Talea had a had a very busy game. He did. He had because a... that's. So I was thinking. I know wingers do different jobs in different situations. But they used Mark Talea a hell of a lot down that wing because that's the one that they were operating down. New Zealand always. And it's when you coach young people, or you play in younger teams. You talk about you know keep keep the width, keep the width. Uh, and uh, Talea just hugs the touchline. And New Zealand have got the skills that they still manage to get in the ball a load of time. If they swap those wings, though, so they had uh, Jordan uh, facing off on that short side, which they kept on exploiting. I wonder if they'd have racked up even more points. <laughs> and it just, I, I know they do different things, but I just yeah. oh, they would they would just. Dull. They were dull in how good, 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 good they were. They just yeah. it's too slick. Uh, Scott Barrett um, is so. You mentioned mm. he's so he's good. He, he's playing some really, really good rugby at the moment. He's it was maybe a few years ago when he was kind of. I mean, he could still play back row, but when he was maybe a bit lighter and a bit softer. I certainly had the perception that he was a bit lighter and a bit softer, but um, he seems to be turning out into a. Phenomenal player, and JB, you were talking before about the um, the aggression of coaches. Mm. But having players who have that level of aggression, and him with the shithousery and winding up yeah. Nick White oh, in they... particular, yeah. Do you see him do yeah. it to Nick White? So he hit Nick White. So he did the, the sh- oh, finger, finger to the lips. Shut the f up. Yeah, yeah. Finger to the lips to Nick White, who was chopping away. And there's he's been doing the rounds on Twitter um, in the last hour X. or so. X, uh, it's X. called X now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, Which, if you combine two X signs together, looks a lot like an Illuminati sign. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to go. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to X that. That's it. Yeah. I know. He, I'm, what I fear about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to take you off because you will. will re- but just very briefly, 
what scares me about him calling it X is he wants to do that whole one app Chinese social credit shit, doesn't he? Let's not talk about it. That's, well, that's not, generally that's, a good guy, Elon. I've got, he's pretty beast. That's what well, he wants to do. He wants to have the, the for the rest of the world what that one app in China does, which does, well, every, which one does everything. I, I want him in charge of it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, trust him more more than more than the other more than the other lizard people. Well, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, Scott Barrett, yeah. Scott, Scott Barrett back with Nick White. He hit Nick White. Nick White was uh, trying to get the ball from the bottom of a rook, and as he hits him, and Scott Barrett rolls over the top of him. Scott Barrett puts his finger to Nick White's. Oh, lip. amazing! <laughs> you only get like a f- couple of frames from a distance, but it, you can see what he's doing. I love he's it. He's actually shutting him I up. I love it. Um, and uh, you never would have thought, uh, certainly not before the World Cup, that Whitelock and Retallick as a partnership mm. might be broken up. But it might be broken up. Yeah, yeah. Just, Scott Barrett's wearing the shirt, he's and he's it. playing very, very well. Yeah. Uh, the other one I'd like to mention, the player, is Carter Gordon. Did you mention this boy last week? Uh, the, the, Aussie, the Aussie fly Aussie half. Fly yeah, half. I mean, shocking performance with the boot. Yeah. Great mullet. I mean, <laughs> yes. He just seems to be more tuned to what Australia need going yes, forward. I do agree with that. And he's got a hell of a long boot. I mean, he can kick a long way. Uh, <laughs> but I agree with, like, he wasn't particularly good. Uh, the more nuanced stuff. No, but I, I think he. I think they might have it's a way forward for him. And his his younger brother in the under twenty championship looked awesome. Oh, really? Some serious wheels. So, yeah. Uh, mm. um, and I would also want to mention another young guy coming in. Cam Roygaard looks like a really good scrum off from my beloved Keynes. Yeah, uh, he looks he's looked good. good. He's looked good this year. And he's, he's six foot. Yeah, he's he's quite a big, strong boy as well. He's quite powerful. Which, um, do you remember which scrum half who played Premiership Rugby was a former bodybuilder? Uh, one uh, of the Welsh lads. Gareth, no, um, yeah, one of the ones that played for Bath. No. Close, very close. You're on the wrong, along the right lines. Hmm. I was thinking of that one that was, uh, the one that was, there was Andy Williams, the two Welsh ones, Andy Williams and Andy Williams, Gareth, was Gareth Cooper. Cooper. That's the one I was thinking Gareth Cooper. got incredible shape. But That's what I meant, because I was thinking he's in, he was in, he was ripped. No, there's an actual bodybuilder. Bodybuilding scrum half. Bodybuilding scrum half. Not at Bath. Hmm. He was Welsh. And he might I have been playing like two years ago. Unsurprisingly, his career ended in the, the Dragons, like, like, like most careers do. <laughs> huh. Can't think. Bath, he he played for Wales. I was going to say Tavis Noyle. Did he? It is Tavis, Tavis Noyle. Well done. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his career outside of um, outside of Wales. Gloucester, Gloucester. So he was involved in that massive scrap. Now you know, banning rugby when there's when you have to ban things like that. It's just sorry, banning fighting in rugby when you have to <laughs> ban, ban things like that. It just isn't worth it. it isn't yeah. worth it. Did you read the? Interview with Backy's Boater this week. You 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 love it. That's what no, I was he saying. didn't. Backy's Boater was basically saying he, how much he loved being called an enforcer, and he wouldn't be around in the game today. And he he just he's just lamenting the fact that it's changed and uh, a lot of the things that that he loved. I well, thought he, he aren't would aren't still in the game anymore, but he still would be around. He still would be around. because tight headlocks are they're still few and far between. So, and he was a brilliant rugby player, full stop. Yeah. And a great athlete, he did have that. Yeah, he, he did have that reputation as an enforcer, though. Well, it's kind of that's like what, a the world he was, class. He was nasty, like, in a great way. But yeah. it's like having a world-class um, NFL cornerback. 
just the reputation of being world class means no one throws you the ball. <laughs> yeah. And because no one throws the ball at you, your, your stats improve enormously. Yeah. Like, no receptions against this guy for 10 years. Well, no one's throwing the ball at him because they're so scared. <laughs> yeah. So, like, being a, if you're a good enough enforcer, get it done early in, in your career, and no one will ever mess with you ever again. So, it's not a problem. And he formed the, the archetypal tight head and loose head oh, uh, lock partnership. Has there been a better combination? <sighs> just the tight, tight and loose head. Bota Matfield in the modern era in the world no. in the World Cup era I think that might be the ultimate probably not yeah maybe like Johnson and someone else this is the, the ones that Johnson had his partnership with the one, he won the World Cup with Ben K but that's, that's they were not, quite similar yeah, very good but it's not it's not back it's not Bota it's not, Eel, yeah. Bota Matfield so the best rugby interview I've heard of recently and it might be two or three years old now it might be a couple of years old is Ugo Monia interviewing Tom Wood complete and utter culture clash to the, like, mm. to the nth degree so uh, <laughs> there's one bit where he was like yeah well we're just getting rid of all that fighting and, ki- and, and kicking and, and whatnot he goes yeah but I miss that goes, yeah, you don't miss that I'm like, no I miss that I enjoyed having fights that's what I played rugby for it's like well yeah but we don't want that in the game no 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 I do want it in the game and the next bit which I, I just love Tom Wood I love Tom Wood so much um, the next bit was um yeah, well, it's really important that we uh, you know, get young players to be thinking about their career after rugby. Like, no, it's not. Like, you've got a plan A. You execute your plan A, and then when plan A fa- fails, you get plan A too. But don't be thinking about something which is not your rugby now because you won't make it. It's like, that is bloody great advice. If you're like, yeah, boss, I can't show up to training today because I'm doing my business degree, someone else will, will show up to training. Unless you're Dan Carter or Courtney Laws or someone of impeccable quality, do not think of anything other than rugby if you are a rugby player. And the problem is that great if, advice. If only if only five percent make it, that is bad advice for the ninety five. Yeah, but only five percent making it because the other ninety five percent are doing their business studies degree. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, no, only five percent are making it anyway. Because yeah, the ninety five, it's got to be. It can only be five of the ninety five, five of the hundred. Yeah, there are always going to be ninety five failing. Yeah, well, I I, I think this, I, I I understand the principle. Don't miss your chance. Yeah. By, not totally but, focusing yeah. on if you're going to be dedicated to something yeah. be completely be dedicated. obsessed yeah. by it and if you fail at least you know you failed giving it everything I, I do think the two things that you can do other things not mutually exclusive yeah, yeah. exactly you can do other things as well but I, do, I totally get you if you are going to go for it you have to commit 100% yeah like you have to absolutely commit to it I just love I, I love anyone who challenges or, like any kind of orthodox thinking and Tom Wood does that continuously. Mm. Well, he's involved in the... He's quite a senior role in the in the game now, right? Yeah, so he is um, one of the... A, a commissioner alongside some very suspect characters. So he's one of the few yeah. um, characters that I actually want in want doing this yeah, role. it's great. It's um, great that a guy like that's got, yeah, got, got an important role. Well, he, uh, he, he says things along the lines of, he doesn't want to upset the apple cart, he just wants to learn the role before saying, I think this, that, and the other. And I says something like, no... That is the opposite. <laughs> Go in and just tell everyone what you love about rugby. Don't listen to these guys. They will try and co opt your opinion to be their opinion. So do you remember the. There was a, a law change not so long ago. And the way that they sold the law change was by co opting the opinions of loads. What was the law change? Was it a high tackle, a seatbelt tackle, or something? Uh, they, they generally do get. Um, players and coaches and referees round yeah. to consider all of the options when they're doing and then they, give them, they, they feed them the options that they want and they sort of funnel them to the thing and then when they make a decision 
they come at you with this uh, line, which oh, you don't think you know more than um, than uh, I don't know, just name the Joe player. Schmidt, Brian jo- O'Driscoll. Yeah, they, this, I like, well, uh, yeah, I do actually. Thierry Dusatois, yeah, Richie they, McCaw. It's, it's, do you think you know more than these guys? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> I know my preference is better. <laughs> you, two, you two have got young kids. You may well be experiencing this yourself, but that's one of the best parenting techniques that anyone ever said is create uh, a false choice. So um, you, you you give enough freedom, but you still keep it very much within the confines of what you want. So you give them two choices: you can either this or this, and then that's that. And then they, then they feel like they've picked. Actually, you've still got them to do one of oh, do you know within the, one, the within the remit of what you wanted. Do the one which I hate is you can go you can go to bed in ten. You, you can go to bed uh, now. Well, you can go to bed in half an hour. Which do you want it to be? I'll go to bed in half an hour. Okay, your choice. You want to go to bed in half an hour? Yeah. Great. Do you want the bread or the circuses? Exactly. Yeah, well, do you know, the one thing I hate is when people try and get you to sign off their ideas. So I've had it recently in a scenario which I won't divulge any further. But, um, you know, well, you signed that off. I was like, well, if I realised what I was doing at the time, I would, not have, I would not have agreed to that if I knew it was going to come back 12 months later, like, as if it was my idea. So it's a sort of false choice thing. I did try and tell you that if you're going to start paying for OnlyFans as well as taking exactly. money for OnlyFans, <laughs> be careful, Jay. Exactly. But the other one that's really interesting is if you pay... Sorry, pay. If you praise children for their efforts, they work harder. Yeah. If you praise them for their talent, they work less hard. Mm. So never say, oh, aren't you talented? Didn't, it's always, didn't you work hard? That's really good. Mm. That's a good one. Well, it's also putting things within the realms of their control as well. Yeah, yeah. You can't. If it's all talent. If it, it, it's ta- outside their control. I mean, yeah, exactly. You Do I sound like a monster? You can't it. Do I sound like a monster when I say this? I went to watch my daughter's um, year two assembly, right? So, what, she like seven or something like that? Right? You, you um, shed a tear because it was such an emotional moment. It was emotional afterwards. I can, t- <laughs> I, I can tell you that much. So, I have no doubt that they are working hard. I'm, I've got no doubt the teachers are very good on the rest of it. They sat there, and the first thing they did was sing the song. Um, we are simply the best. To which I was thinking, well, you're not. I mean, you're just not. I mean, I love you all. You're very good kids. But you're not simply the best. And we should not be teaching them that they're simply the best. They did these little pre-prepared statements about what they'd learned. And everyone had to have, like, three or four words. And at the end of it, the headmaster stood up and said, we've all achieved everything that we want. It's like, this is impossible. You can't all have achieved everything. <laughs> like, some of you must have failed. Like, which ones have failed? I want to know right now. And in the end, I thought, this is a complete waste of time. This is just covering for everyone. I'd rather them stand up in front of the parents and do, like, a spelling test, a quiz, put them in teams, make them compete. Not just tell me how good that they are. Or be, or be specific and say, Lucy did blur. Yes! Uh, like, uh, the, the, the praise being specific. And this is, yeah, I agree with that. But, like, it was just, we, they, they got them singing, we all simply, I hope that they don't believe that. <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've had to undo all of that work. <laughs> you are not the best. You're so yours sim- for the summer holiday and you can crack the whip. Yeah, you're simply not the best. Work harder. Yeah, Speaking oh, of simply the best, yeah. back to rugby. Yeah. Um, so the lock pairings, we, we mentioned um, yeah. uh, Johnson and Kay, then Matfield and Bota, who were 2003-2007. Therefore, can you tell me the lock, the starting lock pairings in 2011, 2015, and 2019? Well, the World Cup winners. The World Cup winners. So New Zealand 2015 would uh, be... 2011 first. 20, no, New, Zealand New Zealand 2011. 2011. Oh, was Retallick still around then? No, he can't have been. So 2011. White Lock would have been. White Lock will be one of them. White Lock was one of them. He's was wearing he? the five shirt. Well Because it will be White Lock and Retallick for the subsequent oh, one. Which Correct. are we talking about now? So 11. 
11, but Tim has just got 15. Yeah, sorry, I've ruined So that. who was, who was uh, Whitelock's partner in 2011? Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It could be one of two. It could be could be Chris Jack. I was going to say Chris Jack, but I think... I but feel it, but it, could, it could be Brad Thorne. Yeah. It was Brad Thorne. Those, those, and I, it was... Ali Williams was on the bench oh, as well. Yeah. I think Chris Jack was in the squad. He did a great He did a great hacker, Ali Williams, and a great wingman for Dan Carter. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> amazingly, <laughs> talk about inconsistency of laws, amazingly, they made the hacker this week even more cringeworthy than normal. So, did you see what happened? Australia put a boomerang on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, this was the most. If they could throw it, that, that'd be more <laughs> throw fun. Throw boomerangs at them. Like New Zealand have to try and dodge, dodge them. it. Is the boomerang time. a weapon? I always thought it was a weapon. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw boomerangs at them. Like <laughs> it's so it's so pathetic. Like lay a sword down in front of them. No, um, but interestingly, it, it broke world rugby rules laws about the hacker. You're not allowed to pro- approach approach the hacker. Just not. So I hope Alatoa gets his five grand fine. But it just I just hate the pomposity of the whole thing. Which is You should be able to respond to it however you however want. However you want. Yeah. But at the moment it's well, everything's illegal unless we agree with the cultural significance. What are the hackers we remember? <clears throat> Richard Cockrell squaring up to Norm Hewitt. We remember when Wales refused to come out, was it? No. No, no, what happened? Well, they they refused so my, to move. No, my favourite hacker. They, that was amazing when they just stood still. And didn't back, didn't retreat. No, there's a much better one than that. My favourite hacker was the one where Wales said we're going to sing a hymn afterwards, and um, the All Blacks said, "Well, then in that case, we'll, go, we'll, we'll do the hacker in the change room." Oh yeah, that's so he did right. the hacker in the change room. That's what they should do every single game. <laughs> what was the one where someone wouldn't move afterwards? That was Alan Wynne Jones. Yeah, that was also Alan. So that was also Wales. What that was awesome. It was something like it was hundred year anniversary or something, and they were allowed to respond with a hymn or something. Or they didn't. Something happened. And the next year said, can we respond with him? I went, no, you've already done it once. We're not set, set, setting, the, setting the precedent. And I was like, well, we are at home, so we'll decide what to do. So they did the hacker in the change room, and I'm all for that. No, there was another one with Wales where, uh, the, so the, the custom is New Zealand, it's part of the, the ritual, is that New Zealand will stand there after the hacker and they won't retreat until the opposition steps back. Yes. Kind of a, you know, it's um, part of the ritual, part of it. And... So Wales, I'm pretty sure it was Wales. I think it was. They just weren't. We're not moving. So they, so they just stood there and looked, and it was about good like four minutes of two teams just standing, <laughs> staring at each other, and the crowd going mad. It was one of the best. Yeah, hackers. and I remember it was <clears throat> Adam Jones involved. I just remember seeing Adam Jones in that whole thing. It was um, awesome. I love all that stuff. No, I love it. I and, think... and France with the trickle t-shirts and getting right up in the face just before they won in Cardiff in the 2007 World Cup. That was an amazing hacker. I think, and I can't be sure of this, I think you might need to check this out. This could be fake news. I'm spreading fake news. I'm pretty sure respect for the hacker has been written into the trade agreement between New Zealand and the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost certain that is a thing. You're kidding. No, I'm certain that the trade agreement in the UK, after post-Brexit, Involves a clause about respecting the hacker. If you have to, if you have to put things like respect in clauses, then <laughs> you're onto a loser. Yeah. It should respect isn't something you demand. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah. Uh, there's a Guardian article with the headline: New Zealand Maori hacker protected in trade deal with UK. There we oh go. my goodness! There we go. National, National the... treasure: New Zealand Maori hacker protected in trade deal with the UK may not be enough to prevent the dance being butchered by dance troops in TikToks and, and or <laughs> pub crawls. Wow. Um, that shows yeah. a bit of, like, fragility, well, I think. If, you, I, if, if you're... 
I don't know. You can't outlaw people TikTok dancing it and stuff like that, or try to. Or I'd quite like to, to outlaw um, NHS nurses TikTok TikTok dan- dancing. Um, <laughs> however, um, one of the things I was dreading the other day when I was walking around, just thinking to myself, is who is going to do the first novelty hacker of the World Cup? Because we've got the Yorkshire hacker, which was just so cringeworthy. You remember e by gum, e by gum. Oh God, no! Uh, I, I don't watch I'm it. I'm so it's, glad not to know what you're so talking awful. about. I'd rather not know. And then we had the multicultural hacker done by um, Matt Dawson. He got slammed, slammed for that. So I, I wonder, if someone actually back in the day, it was quite like, um, oh, nice and sort of uh, a bit of a novelty. I wonder if anyone doing a hacker in the next World Cup is going to just be dismissed as a racist. But someone's going to do a novelty hacker. Someone will do a novelty hacker, and it will go viral. And everyone that's come to rugby for the five minutes for walk-up, which is absolutely fine, you're all more than welcome, will be lapping it up. I, I love the hacker, but only when... Well, not only when, but I love the hacker, but I especially love it when there's teams can do what they want to do. It's I've great. Got a tremendous amount of time for the other war dances of, say, Tonga and Samoa. But the hacker can get lost. There was one In the Rugby League World Cup, there was one where... Was it... Was it Tonga and Samoa or Fiji and Samoa? Uh, yeah, they did it at the same time, and it was awesome. They both they were both doing it opposite each other at the same time. Yeah. I loved it. Got two sets of fans that understand it, love it, fine. But like, and there's no one saying you must respect this. That's the thing. You must respect this. Mm, you must do this. Yeah. So next time, Australia should throw boomerangs yeah. at them. Uh, I've not. Do you know what I've not seen recently from Australia? Is the uh, Welcome to Country. Or the, or the, or oh the no, they're, they're doing that. They're they doing still yeah. oh, I, I hope with all my heart, so one day someone refuses permission to play and, and everyone goes home. There was a very <laughs> strange halftime performance in the South Africa, South Africa game. That was, was there. very strange. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! Some great outfits though. Yeah, including the main, the main guy singing. Did you ever see the South African tribal fight, tribal dancing fighter warrior people? when they did the tribal dance but they couldn't stand up because the pitch was the wet. pitch was yeah, so wet yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> that it was awesome <laughs> that was good fun it was yeah. a bit, bit risky with spears as well very risky but they're professionals that's yeah. what they do they are yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love all that stuff and like when uh, the other one that just popped to mind which is nothing like the hacker or anything but when when Martin Johnson went the, the wrong the side, wrong side yeah. at, at Lansdowne Road and refused to move yeah, so and so Ireland went to the left of him, and yeah, as a result, they were like uh, on the tray line. <laughs> the Prime Minister of Ireland and, and someone else, other dignitaries, had to go on the grass, not on the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that in exactly. Brilliant. So I love that in exactly the same way. I love people disrespecting the hacker. Everyone's like, "Oh, you must respect the hacker." I love the fact that Martin Johnson. I'm not even going to respect the leaders of Ireland, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. They walk around me. And then the point is, is it's happened many a time where someone has tried to respond to the hacker and then got. Battered. Battered. That's exactly how it should be. But uh, like in England, Martin Johnson does that with his team. You better follow through. And they went and battered Ireland. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's exactly how it should be. It should have nothing to do uh, with world rugby. Nothing to do. If you want to dance, by all means dance. But you can respond to it. And if there's laws, dance in the changing room. Final pair of World Cup winning locks from oh, 2019 yeah. was 2019 was Lude and. Eben Etzebeth. Easy. Right. So, does any of those five pairs, no. or, or the, no. those other, yeah, five pairs, or four pairs? That's because they're also balanced, I think. What both blokes do both things. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, other, the, what other World Cups have there been? So, the first World 90, Cup was 91, and that no, was... No, 87 was the first. That was, 87 was no uh, a couple of New Zealanders, so I don't... I don't <laughs> yeah. Then you've got John Eels and someone else John in a couple of World Cups. John Eels plus Cup. one. Um... <laughs> And then 95, South Africa, 
was who played in the it was who like, played in the penal it was team? like Garrick Morgan or someone what in South Africa the, uh, the uh, partnering John Eels oh I can't, I, can't remember, I can't remember or, but, or no, Cobain who was because uh, South Africa had South Africa had they had a bald headed chap Andrews oh I love Mark Andrews Mark, Ma- he, uh, it, he wasn't uh, no in 1995 <coughs> oh Muller it was Cobus Visa oh yeah Jacobus Joannes Visa Muller and Hans Steerdom oh, I don't remember I would that. never have got that name no, no. and 99 99 which is Australia, Australia again? beat France. Yeah, John Eels. John Eels was still there. Yeah, and David Griffin. David Giffin. David Giffin. No idea. And then, and then 03, obviously. Yeah, there you go. So no, no one matches Boater and Matfield. Yeah, in terms of the the World Cup era. Just the, yeah, just the I don't know the distinction of that pairing. It's hard to exactly frame why, but. They're just an incredible parent. They, they they did. If there was any gap in their game, the other one was perfect in the area that they weren't as perfect. Mm. I think uh, Atoji and Cruis were Kratoji. Kratoji were nice. They were very nice uh, parents. Parent. They nice. yeah. They didn't play in the World Cup final, did they? It was. I know they didn't. Itoji and Laws. Itoji and Laws started. It? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Start, started in 2019. Uh, right, so well, the laws, we? got t- laws, uh, laws got taken off at half time, so Cruz came on after forty minutes. So, I think did you did you see any of the other games this weekend? Scotland Italy? No, I didn't. I've seen the highlights of Scotland Italy. Darcy Graham looked good. Uh, I saw a bit of Japan Tonga. I saw Fiji Samoa. Uh, looking yeah, at Darcy, look, Darcy Graham looked good. He did look good. And looking at the, those teams, that's why I didn't watch because I thought yeah. okay, this is a bit more experimental. I've only got so much time, whereas I'm actually, I'm actually seeing the best that the four nations in, in rugby championship are putting out yes and there's many more weeks of uh, looking at Scotland yeah with what you would imagine would be their first choice team and what, what are the games this weekend so we have got in the let's do this kind of chronologically in the uh, Pacific Nations Cup Japan host Fiji and Samoa host Tonga in Apia which will be Fiji and Samoa Tonga will be tasty actually um, but Fiji will beat Japan and Samoa Tonga will be an interesting game then in the what are now World Cup warm up games New Zealand Australia bled is low II in Dunedin Scotland host France yeah that was under the radar. Never heard that of is an interesting game That's very in interesting. Murrayfield. Can't wait for that. That will be interesting because Scotland will play their full strength team. France might not. They might not play their full strength team. They might do, be using this in the same way that Scotland used last week, and England will and, and Wales will probably use next week as the the last chance to, for people to make their case to make the twenty three. Uh, Francois Crow is injured currently. Gelonch mm. is not back yet, so mm. they're going to have to. Kind of have a look at options in their back row. Wokey might come back into the mix. God, if only had if only they had some more options. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're gonna they, they're gonna have to probably get someone in that. Well, that <clears> that, <throat> that um Boudet looks really good. Boudet, La Rochelle, Boudet, yeah, that's it. He, he looks really good. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> They've got options. Um. So then, Wales, England, in, uh, <clears throat> in Cardiff, we've got Romania versus the United States. United States, who are obviously not in 
uh, the World Cup this year. Romania haven't released their World Cup kit yet, and nor of Georgia, and I'm very excited about both. Georgia's always good. Georgia, yeah, it yeah. should be always good. What's your favourite kit out of the ones that have been released so far? Not England. No. Not Wales. I think Scotland's is ace. And France. Scotland and not, France are two of the best. I've actually seen them. Very good. Um, yeah, Scotland is good. Not Ireland. No. Uh, I do like the Fiji stash. Because Fiji Nike. Fiji's home kit is Fiji's beautiful. Awesome. And Argentina. Yeah, Argentina's always good. You know, if I was going to sponsor a team for this World Cup, if I was a kit manufacturer, I would do everything I could to get one of the Pacific Island nations. Mm. Because I think this is going to be their year where they... This is the year more than any other they're, they're going to upset people. And they're going to be really, really quite cool. Like, next year, or next World Cup, people will know that they can get their players back and it won't be such a, such a shock. I think someone like Tonga or Fiji, well, or, or Samoa, they can pull up some real upsets with the quality Samoa, players they're bringing you, you could see Samoa springing an upset on England or Argentina or Japan. So yeah, absolutely. When Samoa and Fiji, they're in the right half of the... Yeah, they are. The group, yeah, Tonga, Tonga would have Tonga to be Scotland, Ireland, and South Africa. Yeah, but they've also got some of the best players returning. They have. I'm not sure they're going to get out of the group. No, but they're not. Fiji, sure Fiji, 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 very much. Fiji have got the, but, the best know, chance. Good luck kicking to them. Here's, yeah. here's, yeah. a, here's a fact that I didn't know until today. New Zealand have never lost a pool match at a Rugby World Cup. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, when you say it. It also doesn't surprise me at all. They're usually in a pool with Italy, and that's usually the, the only team. <laughs> is it because of the seeding as well, though? Partly, yeah, partly, yeah. Because they're number, normally number one seed, so they'll get an easier But they ride. were in with South Africa last time. They were. They, they, beat, they beat the world, the only team to beat the world champions. And they, that's the only time that a team has lost uh, before becoming world champions. So, uh, yeah, the first game, September the 8th, is not far away now. Um, so, I just mentioned Romania playing USA. Did you see the USA defector? This week, so a former USA international has changed, switched allegiances to, to play for a nation who are playing in the World Cup. Is it is it uh, Samu Manoa? He's not still playing. He's is not he? still playing. Uh, is it? Um, it is a, a someone who's played in the Premiership though. A hooker? No, no. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Like one of the props or something. Oh right, TT Lamasatelli. Yeah, playing for Samoa. Samoa. Sam or Samoa. That's Samoa. a great addition for them. It's not a bad boy to bring Bloody into your hell. squad, is it? He's at Montpellier currently. Isn't is he? he? Yeah, he's in France. Price, he's good. He's, he's really good. He's a very handy player. Um, See, this is what I mean. Like, if you got, you probably kick, pick up those kit rights for next to nothing, mm. and you could have a really cool. A really cool team. Yeah, they they yeah, could yeah. really capture the imagination. So we've got that Romania United States in Bucharest in the Stadional Arcul de Triumph. We, we were there oh, before. We, it was there, a, been a there. big new shiny stadium. Yeah, eating their uh, putrefied fish we, uh, volivants. The, uh, literally, and I mean this literally, literally the egg chasers uh, listeners that were there with us who all paid for the VIP tent, yeah. which was about 10 quid yeah, yeah. for drinkers we they they were out of beer before the game started yeah. <laughs> but you could have as much Romanian wine as you wanted um, so then we've got Ireland Italy Italy put in will put out a stronger team I'm not Ireland they've only got three warm-ups I think and they're such a settled team that yeah. there's there won't be. I don't there's can't like see there being much variation. Yeah, it, short of an injury, there's maybe two spots that yeah. there's a question mark over who's going to be. Oh, uh, one of the interesting things about Scotland was Ben Healy was playing. Yeah, oh, that was an interesting thing. Mm. Yes, uh, 
and I saw a couple of nice touches from him and a lovely 50-22 from him as well. Um, so the other games, Argentina-South Africa in Buenos Aires, which you mentioned before, Tim. Uruguay playing Namibia, um, which is interesting for two reasons. One, Uruguay just beat Chile 26-25. Uh, yesterday and Namibia have got a new coach someone oh yes who, someone who was going to be at the World Cup and then was not going to be at the World Cup oh it's so what's his face going to be the, 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 the Proudfoot Proudfoot Matt uh, Proudfoot, Proudfoot. England's, yeah, scrum, yeah, yeah. England's scrum coach South yeah. Africa scrum coach now, although N- Namibia did lose to an Argentina 15 their second string team so they're not going to be threatening anyone at the World Cup no um, is Byron McGuigan playing for them? Don't he has allegiances? See if I can get a report on this game. Hmm. I will try and find out. And there is one last game that I haven't read out. Oh, Chile play the Argentina second string team. Now, just men- I mentioned Uruguay there. Did you see the result from the under twenties trophy? They beat Scotland, didn't they? They did, and they won the trophy. No, no they got Uruguay w- got to the final of the trophy, the final, which happened right. today. Oh, okay. The winner of the trophy is quite interesting. Was it Tonga? Not Tonga. No. A oh. team that we are interested in. Spain. 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 Really? They won so the trophy? Spain get promoted to the, the highest level ahead of Samoa, Tonga, um, Scotland. Uruguay, Scotland. Japan get relegated. But it's just, when we've been to Spain, obviously um, Madrid and Malaga last year, um, you and I, JB, it's really noticeable that they are very well-informed crowd. They love yeah. their, they really love their rugby. And there's, it's probably, it's not probably, it's obviously a niche sport, much, much smaller than um, than football. But the amount of kind of families and kids and, and rugby teams that were there. And the noise they make. Yeah, they they really do King, love their King sport. Carlos was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, King, is it Carlos? King Philippe. King Philippe. You're right. Um, wasn't, he in, wasn't he in exile? Don't know. Probably. King? But something, weirdly, something came up on my, because I, I got a new phone and it, it reloaded all my old pictures and I was clearing a load out and I did find, oh God, I did find? find one from Madrid. <laughs> oh, you? Madrid. This would be a good thing to, to uh, end the podcast on. I also found pictures of me and you with Rico Ioani and Bo, oh, did ba- you? Bo Barrett. Yeah. Even better. Nice. Uh, but here we go. Yeah, there's there's ones of all the Aylesbury lads in there. Yeah. Egg Chaser Aylesbury um, swimming trunks. They are class. And then there was... Um, do you remember Gavin? Oh. oh God, yeah. Awesome. What a wicked time that was. Tell you what, if you're um, a rugby fan and you enjoy a little bit of off the beaten track stuff every November every spring either Portugal or Spain for some international well, now we can travel and before they stop us from travelling again yeah, not, not, <laughs> yeah. let's maybe uh, un, un, with Spain's under 20s maybe they've got something to shout about there but um, let, let's let's resurrect the tier 2 tour for 2024 yeah, we'll so, definitely get to a six na- we'll guarantee a six nations what game. I really want to do is Seville and I want to go and watch Seville rugby club play because we went on the beers with Seville do you know when I, you know 
a group of lads walk in and you just know that they pl- play rugby. I knew immediately. <laughs> the antennae just went off. Oh, they play rugby. I was completely right. <laughs> you were, because half of them were in kit. No, they weren't. There was One of the boys was wearing a Highlander shirt. And one of the boys what? No, we thought they were tourists to start with. <laughs> but they were the Seville professional team. A pro team. I mean, they had some good C- good rugby CVs. Yeah, they really did. Really good rugby CVs. Good, f- good few uh, Kiwi boys. Right. A few yeah. Spanish. So there we go. That's a bit of homework boys. for us is to uh, have a look at what the tier two uh, fixture list is looking like for next year. Because Spain v Portugal, if they play, that would be pretty spicy. Yes. That would be good. Um, Byron was not in the Namibia squad this weekend. Mm. Afraid not. Not this weekend. He's saving him for the big games. I hope so. Hope right, so. Uh, we've got to do a quick spicy. Pa- you got you on an early yeah. train? Nope. Oh, good. We can get a Patreon pod. Patreon. patreoncom chasers for some more spicy content. Uh, other than that, let the boys play. Sweet. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.